the greatest among faith, among hope and love. Greatest is love. I don't know about you, but I do know that it is difficult some days to live up to that standard of perfect love. I will be the first one to tell you that some days I am challenged to demonstrate that perfect love is being worked out in me. But I will tell you that in those days when that is the case, I hear the word of God within me. I hear the word of God saying, I love you. I hear the word of God saying, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I hear the word of God saying to me through God's spirit, repent of that attitude, that sin. You know, change that attitude. Go, sin no more. And then I can feel the embracing of that love that is not condemning. That love that says to me, you are my beloved. And I am working out my perfection in you. That word perfection, it means complete. Not what we think it means. It means complete. It means wholeness. God is working out God's complete love in us. And God knows that we are his children. I think the gospel of Luke has given us a very good illustration, the best illustration about how this perfect love is supposed to work itself out into our lives. And of course, the perfect illustration is always Jesus. Anytime you hear me talk about a perfect illustration, know that Jesus is coming. We hear from Luke that Jesus now is of age. He has started his ministry. We hear that he has gone to his hometown in Nazareth. This place where Jesus grew up, this place where Jesus had fond memories, this place where people told Jesus with their words that they love him. This place where Jesus had good boyhood memories and, you know, sometimes I would imagine discipline about how he's supposed to be, uh, this child in relationship with God. But here he is in this text and he's now an adult and, and he has gone into the local synagogue in his hometown. And as, and as the custom permits, he was invited to read the scriptures. And Jesus stood up and he opened the scroll to the book of Isaiah 61. And he started reading verses 1 and part of verse 2. He didn't finish all of verse 2. And what did he say about from the scriptures? He said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What was he talking about? He was talking about the fact that Isaiah prophesied that the day would come when God would send God's Savior, God's Deliverer. And Jesus, in essence, said to his own people in his own hometown, look, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. He has anointed me to proclaim the good news 
of salvation. He has anointed me to give sight to the blind, to heal those who are brokenhearted. He has given me the, the, the power to set the captive free and to deliver people from oppression. Good news. And of course, his people heard those words and they affirmed that yes, indeed, this Jesus is someone special. They rejoiced when they heard the good news, what he is proclaiming, that he has been called to do all of these great things with God. Can this be the ordinary carpenter's son? Could this be that God is working in this ordinary person? Could it be that God is working in you, ordinary people? So they were joyful. But then Jesus always has another perspective for them to understand. Jesus told them, in essence, this good news that I'm proclaiming, it's not only for you, the Israelites, it's for all the nations of the world, the Gentiles, people that you don't care for, people that you look down on, people that you think that are not worthy of God's grace. And when they heard that, they became enraged with Jesus. The joy that they had a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, all of a sudden it's like, you don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. Have you forgotten that the Gentiles are not like us? Have you forgotten that some of them are our enemies? Have you forgotten that they are pagan and they worship all these crazy gods and they do all these crazy things. Have you forgotten that? No, you can't be of God. And the scripture said they were so angry that they chased them out of the synagogue to the tip of the mountain to the, in the town. They wanted to throw him over the mountain. They wanted him dead. But God was with him. I don't know about you, but I am so glad that God doesn't love the way human love. Aren't you? Oh, thank you, Rita. I am so grateful that when I am not loving the way God has created me and called me to love, that I can find grace and mercy with God and know that God is with me. Hmm. Perfect love. It is available to us, you know. If we proclaim Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, Savior, because he saved us from our sins. Lord, because he now, or we have invited him to reign in our lives, to guide us, to mold us, to shape us, to help us to become more like Christ. Ah, I hear the scripture says that if anyone follows the word of God in 1 John 5, 2, 
If anyone follows, obeys the word of God, then the love of God is perfected in that person. Wow! It is possible. And in our day and in our times that we are living in, we have to strive for that love to really develop us, grow us, mature us, help us to be complete in this perfect love of God that has been poured into our heart. So I have concluded that indeed perfect love is serving free pancake breakfast every Monday, every month, the first Saturday in every month. I have agreed. I have concluded with God that perfect love is just one expression by us serving this free pancake breakfast. Because yesterday was awesome. I met this young guy for the first time. His name is Jesus, of all things. That is truly his name. And Jesus and I had this conversation right there in the middle of everybody else. Talking about God, talking about Jesus, and of course, you know, I have to ask him, Jesus, where do you worship? You know, do y'all ask people, do you have a place of worship? And he told me it was a Catholic church, I will name no names. But God used my witness to to relate to him, to tell him, you know, I, I can identify because, you know, I was raised in the Roman Catholic church, so I could relate. And I watched how the Spirit of God used my testimony with Jesus. And he kept on saying, can I borrow what you said? And I was like, oh, I'm not even thinking about what I'm saying. Can I borrow that? Can I borrow that? He, is the new, he, is the, he was recently appointed as the manager for the Carnegie Library. Yeah? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's not mine. You know, nothing that I say that is good is mine. It all belongs to God. So obviously God destined this moment for us to meet. So I, after we finished, and he wanted to sit some more, but I had to go to the Lydia Circle meeting. So I said, Jesus, you need to come visit with me. You need to come worship with us. I said, I'm not telling you leave your church. I'm telling you, you know, just come be our guest one Sunday. And he said, I will. And I said, I'm going to hold you to that. Perfect love will allow us to reach out and touch people. And he said to me, I have no doubt that God orchestrated this meeting today. I said, neither do I, Jesus. Hmm? Right? Perfect love, y'all. This is who we are called to be in the church. And there are many people in our culture, in our society, that need to experience this perfect love because every person looking at me this morning you have proclaimed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That means that that perfect love is within you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have to work it out with Christ. Amen? Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that you are in us and all that is yet to be. Help us, O oh God, to mature in this perfect love which is of you in us and help us to reach out to our nation and the nations of the world and the people that you send into our midst sharing this love 
in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. And the people of God say together, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. join me for our offertory prayer that is printed in our bulletin. Let us pray. God of limitless love, we sing praise to you from whom all blessings flow. These gifts we give with love. May we grow in our giving, but even more in our loving. As your son taught us, we pray this in the name of Jesus, who gave in enduring love all there was to give. Amen.